0: Welcome back to Small State Big Takes. Today, we bring back one of the greatest guests we've ever had, Terry Cushman. Thanks for listening.
1: Hey,
2: welcome back to Small State a Big Takes. episode 198. No opening tape because we're getting right down to business. The one and only. I think this will be three time guest. Terry Cushman has made his way somehow back onto this podcast after we score <laughs> no more. But here he is, Terry. Welcome back. Happy to have you on again. It's good to be back. I like talking baseball, so wow.
0: Terry, I wanna say before we get started here, this has been my dream for a long fucking time to have you back. You <laughs> I swear to God, like, top five people I want in this podcast to come through. Terry Cushman is probably number two behind Scooter Jeanette right now. <laughs> we made it happen. My homies, Gilly was ready for it. Ollie, I don't know if Ollie's ready. Josh is always prepared. But Terry, sometimes. sometimes. how the fuck is life? You've moved since we've talked to you. Uh, I just want to know what's up. The, the room you're in still has that Yankee with the slash through it thing going on. Oh, that's my Picasso.
1: <laughs> no, I'm never getting rid of that. My cable guy, I think I told you this once, tried to buy it off me. I'm like, no, that's, uh, you know, untouchable.
3: It's a so, beautiful, awesome. Yeah.
1: I haven't really done much with the man cave. Like we just moved in. We're still buying oddball furniture and all that. We, we moved from a, uh, I think it was like a 300 something square feet, one bedroom apartment into a 1500 square foot house which isn't huge but it's only two of us so perfect
2: um, 300 square foot apartment
1: it was tiny yeah wow tiny what you always saw was the corner of my living room like one flag and then the the Yankees flag here with the circle through it
4: you're <laughs> a southern gentleman ever- now right
1: yeah we moved to uh, Myrtle Beach from yeah. central Maine and oh closer to me I'm in Orlando. Oh, you are? Is that yeah. where you are?
3: No, I, I moved here. Oh man, I don't even know how long I've been here. A year, a year and a couple months. Okay. So
1: yeah. And the heat isn't killing you?
3: No. No. Dude, I work outside every day.
1: Okay. It's not killing me either, but it's uh, you know, it's in my face, you know, <laughs> compared to yeah. what it doesn't mean.
0: Do we got we got Gilly in Philadelphia now? Oliver and I, the last two
2: Rhode Islanders. New no Englanders, even. True. It's fucked up. It's so expanding. Yeah.
0: Going global. Terry, I want to ask you, though. Seriously, have you forgiven Pedroia yet for missing Pesky's funeral? <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up. I had to know. Uh,
1: I mean... I if he ends up the manager of the Red Sox my life is over. <laughs> you know? so, oh man. As long as that oh. doesn't happen I'm I'm good with Pedroya.
4: That would be awesome. <laughs> I was going to say I will say in terms of having you on I was so excited too because it's like this is like the best time slash like the worst time to have you on because on Twitter you're firing off this is like you're you you flourish in this type of environment of the the Sox being in potential turmoil. How bad is it really? The Chris Sale contract, he just got hurt again. What's what's the state of the Red Sox in your opinion right now? No, no holds barred.
1: It's still the great unknown. I mean, the Bloom era has been uncomfortable at best. I know we got hot for a week and a half uh, in October last year after nearly blowing it in the final week. Um, but, it, you know, it was a fun ride through October for as long as it lasted. And I, I just don't really know what to make of our short-term future. You got a lot of money coming off the books of off the books. Um, JD potentially off the books. Uh, I'm drawing blanks right now. The price money finally comes off. Sander, You're gonna-
2: potentially. Xander 99%. uh,
1: Yeah. I'm almost positive that will be the case as well. So it's, we're not going to have a deep free agency market next year, especially with starting pitching. So I just don't know where they're going to go. Michael walk has been a pleasant surprise. Nick Pavetta is up and down constantly. I think that's just what his career is going to be. Chris sale, I think ultimately will end up in the bullpen. Uh, you know, this isn't what happened the other day. Wasn't a wear and tear type thing, but I mean, how many pitchers in the history of the league have, have fractured their rib throwing a pitch. I mean, these are just the funky injuries he's going to have with that, with that girly frame he has <laughs> <for lack of laughs> a so lanky, wiry, Someone said his weight apparently is listed as 183 and I'm like, well, that's a conspiracy theory, you know? Oh yeah. He's not, he's not that. He's not that heavy. And so it's just, I don't know what to make of this. You look at Theo Epstein. He won a championship in his second year. Ben Sherrington won a championship in his second year. It took Dave Dombrowski three years. This is Hein blooms third full season. He got hired in late 2019. So he's definitely taking the long way. And eventually you'll have Casas up. You'll have Bayo up, uh, Nick York. I'm hoping maybe in the second half of next year, he's still projected for 2024 though. So I think we're just, it's just a waiting game. (laughs) And it's a painful one because we're not used to that. So
0: this year we're fucked. What do you think?
1: Uh, I mean, you look at what we need right now. I I'm I'm boldly assuming Kike is just not going to be back. He's seen a hip specialist. He can't DH even without a significant amount of pain. So he's gone. So you need a center fielder. You need a right fielder. You need a first baseman. You probably need a right-handed reliever and you might need a starting pitcher. There's just not enough prospects to, to get all that in, in the next couple of weeks. So Michael walk is going to have to continue to over perform. I think really what it comes down to pitching wise is whether they can get Pavetta, right. If he doesn't get right, it's over. I think it's over because look at all the teams that are going to be making moves. You're going to have the Mariners definitely upgrading. The blue Jays have a GM that's under a ton of pressure right now. He's going to probably upgrade. Um, the Yankees will make some moves. I don't know how aggressive the Indians will be. They typically don't get aggressive in July, but they're going to, they're going to hang around. And what the hell do we make of the Baltimore Orioles? There's all these teams that are in it and Bloom ain't going to be winning any bidding wars for any like blockbuster players, kind of like he did last year. Not that Schwarber really, you know, was part of a bidding war, but. But there's going to be a lot of aggression this year uh, in the in the final week of July, kind of going into August second. So I, he's going to have to surprise us. I keep waiting for this bloom magic, <laughs> and I, I don't know if we'll see it this summer or not.
2: See, my thing is with Heim Bloom is he he definitely wants long term success and sustainability and and consistency but i think with that you need like i still don't understand other main priorities not to hand rafael dever's a blank check if rafael dever's walks it's a, to me it's a failure on bloom it's a failure on ownership it's a failure on everybody involved and that is something that will be inexcusable for the future it'll set your team back so long and yeah one player can only make up so much you know they can only do so much, but letting a guy like that, like everybody's going to say, "Oh, Mike Trout, what's up?" Well, he's had absolute shit GMs, and, and I mean they've tried. Don't I get me wrong. Colin. yeah, talent evaluation. They've had Colin, awful. Yeah. I mean, so bad. they go out there They're and sign Pujos and Josh Hamilton and C.J. Wilson and Anthony Rendon and these big money contracts that just don't work. I think uh Heim Bloom is good enough to evaluate talent to where that won't be an issue but you still need to bring back Rawfield Evers there's no excuse not to
3: besides Jake Deaton, let's be honest you definitely lost that that I mean, uh, talent evaluation score that's on
2: that one was a flyer though right one <laughs> <reliever> on <laughs> No no I get
3: no no I'm just I'm I just was
2: all
4: in on him around, admittedly but... initially I was like man this guy's the closer now it's like oh was, god
2: I, I was referring much more to okay who did he get in this trade for Benintendi a guy who has like an ISO under of 100, under a hundred he got Josh Winkowski and and other pieces and Franchi Cordero who looks like he's back to his 2021 20, self at this point but Winkowski is in
3: 16 I bet
2: yeah, he's looked awful it, in July uh, but, I was but like when Winkowski I, I, I think he's got a future here and you know, mm-hmm. the guys, and on surface, yeah, the JBJ trade doesn't look good right now, but that'll be the Alex Manillo trade eventually, and that's kind of where I was going with that, is he knows where to get these guys, but you still need to keep Rafael Devers.
3: Yeah, you have to have a building block. I mean, then that's your building block. I mean, the Nationals yeah. just tried to do that in signing Soto. He said, see you later. But you, I think awful. you have a, it. I understand, but like at least the Red Sox better have the balls to give a guy who is actually performing to his highest potential, the money right now, because that is, even if you want to say, um, that's where we know how the money's going to work, what we're going to go after, what guys we can, we can go after in free agency in the next two years, like the Devers money will show you where this team is going to go, honestly. And if they don't pick them up at all, then you're blowing up and saying, okay, uh, Marcelo Meyer, uh, Jeter Downs, like this is it. This is your Red Sox team. And they're not going to spend a lot of money and they might have to spend it on uh, a starting pitcher, you know, an ace pitcher down the road. Like whatever they do at Devers, we're definitely going to know where the team's going to go. That's what I will say.
1: Here's something crazy. Rafi Devers is younger than both Bobby Dahlbeck and and Jaron Duran. I'm going to start on those guys. No way. (laughs) Yeah. 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 He's one third of his way to Cooperstown. If not, maybe a little bit more than that. And the Red Sox have handled the Devers situation so poorly. So The the time to extend him was really before 2021, before opening day, 2021, because, you know, in 2020, you had to get under the luxury tax and, you know, to avoid the stiffer penalties, they did that. So I'll give him a pass that year. There was no excuse not to do it the next winter. And he's not
4: playing ball though. We don't know that. Do we?
1: No, he, he said the winter before last, he wants to stay here. And as late into spring training as mid-March, the Red Sox hadn't had a conversation with him. So I, it's costing them probably 60 to 80 million more for every season. They wait. They could have had him for probably around 200 that winter. He probably would have cost 300 this winter. They didn't want to go that high. Devers cut off negotiations and they're going to, I guarantee you one thing. Devers is either going to get extended this winter or he's going to get traded. The Red Sox will not carry him into the final year without cashing in. Whoa, that, I kind of not, agree. That's not I what do I, Bloom does. So they Best did it with Mookie. Player. Well, yeah. I, I don't, there was the changeover over between the GMs though. I, I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if Don was resigned to the fact yet that he couldn't bring him back, but then he got fired anyway. And Bloom Definitely. had.
4: That was his first instruction. (laughs) Yeah. A few
1: months to to figure it out. So I want to like Hein bloom. I really do because I don't think he's going to sign the stupid contracts. And I, I was, I was anti-Mookie because I, it was looking like it was going to be about 400 to sign him. He was 28. It would have taken him to about age 40. You're already seeing him break down now for the Dodgers. With Devers, it's different because he's 25, so 12 or 14 years. And the thing about Devers, unlike Mookie, is he's a beast in the postseason. Look at some of those key stats, average, OBP, slugging percentage, very close to what David Ortiz does, and he's always been super clutch. I think Rafi Devers is much better suited for Boston than, than Mookie Betts ever was.
3: Proven. Absolutely true. I I agree 100%. I
4: I will say, I think that the whole Mookie situation kind of fucked up and clouded the whole situation for for Devers. If we were in this situation in a vacuum where Mookie was never here or whatever, that just broke down differently. I think it's a different line of conversation with Devers. That's where it's like, I I know you said, what last year, maybe we could have gotten 200 million. I think that's pretty optimistic. I don't think that Devers ever wanted to do the Ronald Acuna type discount kind of fuck the market over, but just stay around and, and make a little bit more in this, sh- more money in the short term, just to get his what, 200 million, not even. Um, but I don't know. Do you, I, that's what I think. Do you guys think that like Devers, I feel like he's talking to Mookie. He, they've shared experiences of what it's like. Yeah. Same with Xander. So it's kind of like the Red Sox are the bad guys. And unless you bend the knee totally to one of these players, I don't know if we're ever going to sign them for a good deal, realistically, for these guys that have been here for a while.
2: Yeah, I think they're both gone. I think we're fucked. Xander's an interesting one because at the time of that deal, we were like, wow, that's a great deal. Like Xander looks like he wants to stay here. I mean, I thought it was pretty team-friendly at the time. And obviously, with this player option in here, it's it kind of was both ways, right? You're getting one of the best shortstops in baseball for a very reasonable price. And at the same time, he gets to go test the market again when he's 28, 29 years old or 30. However, it was going to be still, you know, very good years right after the shortstop market is set. We know what the shortstop market is with Seager, with Seager money. Um, Carlos Correa can cash in, is going to cash in this offseason again too. So Xander one's a little more interesting. I, as much as I want both of them back and I don't know if I'm in the minority there, like I just want our guys around, um, if you have to pick one, it's Raphael Devers, no questions asked, especially because you have the middle infield depth in in the farm system, but it's just going to suck so much. And as far as this year goes, Kike is elite defensive center. field. Jaron Duran. I can't like, I'm so done with Jaron Duran. I'm so done with him. I'm so done with Bobby Dahlbeck. I'm tired of these guys. I want, I, I, I don't want to see him anymore. Duran Duran's the worst offensive outfielder. I, I think he's worse than Kyle Schwarber. He's the, I think he's I'm the the done with Dahlbeck, too. I think I'm
4: over Dahlbeck. I, I, I like, D- really,
2: think Duran's the worst offensive fiel- outfielder with elite speed that I've ever seen in my life, and Bobby Dahlbeck, <laughs> Dahlbeck is the worst offensive first baseman and hits 200 with no pop. <laughs> I mean, what? Are, how is Bobby Dahlbeck had the longest leash of any Red Sox prospect you can remember? Because I tried to think of a prospect that got this much time to prove it, and I couldn't think of one.
1: It's, it's crazy because first base theoretically should be the easiest
4: problem to solve, right? It's so <laughs> annoying. They just Dave took Don- anybody out there. So in some, on some teams and we can't even do that. we literally <laughs> did Dombrowski it last year. Back. Oh I my God. Vogel back rowdy to just eating innings at first base. And we're like struggling to do anything. Oh my God.
2: I would kill have rowdy Telez on this team, <laughs> team right now.
1: Seriously. Five seconds, five seconds after Dave Dombrowski walk, walks in. He's like, well, Hanley's the first baseman now. And it worked fine for a while. And and we, 2013, we signed Mike Napoli. We're like, are you guys sure about this? Like, you know, uh, you know, he hasn't really done it and he was fine. And so they've, they've solved a lot of problems at, at first place. Daniel Nava saw some time at first base and. Pedroia could (laughs) have.
4: (laughs) Oh, smallest target of all
1: time. (laughs) I think
3: right now I'd rather have Christian Vasquez at first and Connor Wong behind the plate
2: oh uh, honestly dude especially really? with all these pitchers that have been pitching to Wong and AAA that chemistry is there dude fuck yeah it. I'm down I don't care I'm done with back. I'm
3: all about it and I'm sure Christian Vasquez would do anything to stay in the lineup every single day because he's actually hitting the ball too right now he's seeing the ball very well he is he is, is... so like I mean yeah we have Ploiecki which is a great guy he has great chemistry with some of the he pitchers sucks, though. but why not I mean, yeah, the leash on Bobby Dalbec is terrible. Bring up Connor Wong, then let's let's try the experiment again. You know, I think that's one of the best things they can do.
1: I've been a huge proponent of that. He's had a couple of cups of coffee up here. He did catch Nathan Avaldi for one game,
2: yeah. really well too.
1: Yeah, I think that was this season, and it it went well. Yeah, he hasn't uh, pitched well to Vasquez historically. I think although this year it's been a lot better, but, um, I am all for Connor Wong really. And the catching position, I, I just want a good game caller. That's, that's yeah. my big thing. You see Sandy Leon joined the team in probably what may of 2016. And I think that was a big reason why Porcello won the Cy Young. He mm-hmm. just had a catcher. He had great chemistry with Give me those guys all day long at that position. You know, I mean, I'd love JT Real Muto <laughs> or, <laughs> some, yeah, you know, right. But, you know, those guys are so hard to come by and, and yeah, this is a, I, I picked this team to, to win 85 games and I had them just short of the playoffs. June was fun. Cause then we, I think we got on pace for like 93 wins, but mm-hmm. you know, that first two week Part of July was so ominous because you got the Rays, you got the Yankees. We can't beat the division, and after such a strong month of June, I'm like, okay, that's going to be the test. The first two weeks of July are the test, and we failed
2: miserably. So it also doesn't. I hate to use like the injury excuse, but I mean, in a series against the Yankees, you're throwing up Cutter, Crawford, Josh Winkowski, and Connor Seabold, and Nick Pavetta, who historically shits his pants every time he pitches the Yankees that sucks like Evaldi is a huge part to this team as well as we were saying about Nick Pavetta I agree he has to learn how to pitch to divisional opponents because that's where he sucks the most and Evaldi I I was encouraged by his his uh, last start it was good to see him out there and get healthy and I was even encouraged about Chris Sale's first start he looked really good against Tampa he struggled early on against the Yankees but uh, obviously that is a, that's fucking gone now. So like you said, now the rotation's a help. What the hell, why do we even have James Paxton on this team? Like, no, oh uh, it's so frustrating. And health is definitely a concern. Um, Trevor, but do you know, they only have two players that have 10 or more home runs by the all-star break. They have no pop small ball team. <laughs> it's just Devers and JD. No, J.D.'s not one of them. It's Devers and Story. Oh, I was going to say, oh.
4: J.D.'s got, what, eight or nine? He's, yeah. I noticed wow. that fantasy-wise recently where I was like, I was considering trading for him. I was like, what happened to his power? Man, A he's been playing, too. A lot, of
2: people, a too. A lot well, of people still have, like, that April Trevor story in mind, too. Like, yeah, he got off to a dreadful start, but since then, very respectable average. He's a second-half player to begin with and 15 home runs, second most on your team, playing a gold glove defense. I'm pleased with Trevor's story so far. That's the least of my concerns. I mean, his health is a concern, but it's – I'm interested to see. I'm not interested. I'm scared to see what is to come because you're at the All-Star break and you haven't beat a divisional opponent in a series yet.
3: Once. Not Not once. We have 14 days, I think. I think we have 14 days after the break. And if we can't win one series, we're 100% selling. Correct, like a hundred percent.
4: Do you want that though? Because again, based on no, the, rest of the schedule, but- you could probably scrap your way to being right where we are. We're two games out of a wild card spot without really winning anything against our division.
3: Are I you like? Our-
4: what's your mindset there? Yeah, what do you want?
3: I-, I think our division is too tough in itself. Like I think Baltimore, if they buy one piece or bring up DL Hall and he absolutely kills it, we're fucked. And if You know, Toronto actually figures it out because they really need no pieces. They've just been playing terribly in some spots. We're screwed. Uh, Cleveland. Same thing. If they buy one piece, if they buy something, oh come on! I'm no, not I'm of dead Guardians. serious. I'm. A, I, I I'm, am. no i am dead Guardians. i am i am i am also in not this a situation.
2: Player. Baltimore, yes, is, is, they had a fun June, uh, you know, second half of June and July. But I mean, come on, let's not get ourselves with Baltimore. Being I'm I'm hot about playoff. it. I'm in Baltimore they're, all
0: day. Let's go. No, they're not in the
2: playoffs this year. Stop it! Stop it! That Mariners Mariner, do it. They, Mariner, they Mariner, are going Michigan. to so fight the, Mariners, the Red Sox. The Mariners, Absolutely. I'll give you. The Mariners are are. I think are gonna be and they have the most proactive GM in the sport, probably. You know, like I trades anybody and everybody at any given moment. Jerry The the Guardians, the the Orioles. I mean, they're not gonna be there by the NSF. Angels. Right? What if the Angels decide no, to actually play awful. baseball? They're, they're selling the, the Angels But I'm just saying, baseball. in general, there's too many factors.
3: There's too many teams that could actually be in this thing. That's my point. There's too many.
4: But in the, guess, spots. that's the question, though. Do you oh, want to go spots. all out? Do you want to buy knowing that you might have an outside chance at a wild card spot, where anything could happen, or are you like, you know what? I don't think this team could actually make a run in the playoffs. I would rather sell and position ourselves to be in a, a better spot for the future. What's your if, What's your guys' inclination? If we
3: inclination are, there? if we are buying to win one series, I'm out. I'm I'm out. I want to win the World Series. You should want to contend in that way. If you if you don't believe that you are winning the World Series, you cannot buy.
4: Shit happens,
2: though. All it takes is to get an invite to the dance here. Honestly, perfect example is just last year. Look at what the Braves did. Nobody thought they would buy. They get Jorge Soler. They get a couple other pieces. Eddie Rosario. (laughs) Sneak into the World Series and get high. In baseball, you just need to get into the playoffs.
3: I just think our start, that's why I said 14 days and I'll let you know, like, this is where my ship sways. If we start out, we've got a tough schedule coming out the rip. If we get it done, we get it done. Then put yourself into that position, go get somebody, be a buyer after that. And then you're over the top, but don't buy after you've struggled. You're already in the hole. Like if you get swept by Toronto, right out the gate and you're down five
0: games, what are you doing? What are you doing? Seriously, there's no point. Who do we sell, though? That's the question. In this moment of maybe we sell. Evaldi. going off
2: JD. Evaldi, what, JD. What would Terry Later? Cushman do? What does Terry Cushman do? Yeah, got? I want to hear Terry Cushman's right, right, straight now. Straight right now.
1: Evaldi's your biggest fish, I think, because he's got the postseason pedigree, you know, lots of big game experience. He's got good numbers against the Yankees, so if he goes to an American League team, you know, the receiving team's going to like that a lot. JD is definitely a great complimentary piece. You guys were talking about his power. He's actually tied for third in doubles right now in MLB with Jose Ramirez. So he's hitting for power. They're just not going over the fence. Yep. And I mean, who else? Vasquez p- could potentially go. I, I don't think he's going to get quite as much of a return. Uh, basically all the rentals, Michael Walker will probably end up on another team chill. There's no sense keeping anybody really You get a lot of money. You can retool, you know, much like 2012 into 2013. And I'm hoping for some, some way we, we stay in it though. (laughs) Selfishly, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, I love the, the turmoil that I thrive off it. I mean, my delivery is intense when we're doing bad, but as a content creator, my numbers go down as the team goes down. So uh, I want to be competitive here. And that's what I'm talking about with the blue magic, you know, quietly go find another Hunter Renfro that you can stick into, right. That nobody really, that somebody else might undervalue. Anybody's better than Bradley and Duran at this point.
4: Oh my God. You can only have one of them in my opinion. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just. Make at least one move for the outfield and just I think Josh Bell is shooting for the moon because he's gonna cost a lot. But that's that's the dream situation. There's still an outside chance you could get Tristan Costas up at some point in September. He's just now he's probably about a week into his rehab. So uh, there's still a little bit of hope there, but but Franchi's not a big leaguer. He's a 4A guy. So is Duran. And I think a lot of people rag on the bullpen. I wouldn't hate it if we got another reliever, but if we, you can just get pitchers to go five and six innings. I think Schreiber, how can Whitlock any combination, those three, any combination you want to run those guys out. I I think you're good. And, and, you know, Deekman, look at the Yankee series here. Schreiber, Deekman and Brazier all had two appearances each. And all of their first appearances, they were scoreless. And their second appearance, all three of them gave up multiple runs. So you gotta try to not use these guys more than once in those series. And, and to do that, your starting pitching has to be a little bit more reliable. And but I'm not as down on the bullpen as some guys you could bring Bayo back up as a reliever if you want to, and that could solve a problem. So I'm just, I'm just saying
4: you only want to do that. If you're contending though, right. If you're going all out.
1: Exactly. Exactly. If you're, if you're still in it, you know, within three or four games on August 1st, or hopefully back into the, you know, holding one of those spots, that's probably when you make those moves. I just want to mention this in case I don't get another chance to, I love Josh Winkowski. <laughs> when yes, he, me when too. he gave this interview at Wrigley and they're like, Hey Josh, no, so what'd you what'd you think about pitching here? Like, <laughs> you know, it was all right. I mean it's <laughs> didn't quite, you know, live up to the hype. He basically gave them a two star Google review. He said basically. the same
2: shit after he got rocked by the Yankees. He was like Wasn't that great? I just didn't have my stuff today. Yeah, that lineup is like just like any other lineup, right? That that was awesome. I respect that. I'm all all. in on Winkowski. I think he's going to be awesome here. Yeah, he's a real
1: deal. And his mom kind of talks shit too. Like if you saw that interview in his debut, she's like, "Oh, he, you know, he takes a couple innings to get going, but the strikeouts going to go up and the swing and miss is going up." And she's like breaking it down like someone (laughs) on fan graphs. So I just think it's a it's a family thing and. Um, I, I think he could very, very possibly be a, a John lackey type guy, you know, only maybe a little bit more likable,
0: but <laughs> yeah. So who's winning the world series, Terry. Oh, here's
1: the big scary for me gun to my head right now. I'm saying the Astros are, are going to it, at least in the American league Pro- could very well win it. The big scary to me is where does Juan Soto go? Because he's going somewhere. And yeah. Cashman does a lot of stupid things. You know, he'll, he'll give up the farm. And maybe Cashman sees Soto as a lateral move to Aaron Judge. Judge if is going to toss- Don't know what's
3: going to happen. Jamie
1: yeah.
4: five years off.
1: Yeah. And he's probably going to be healthier for the bulk of it. And he's an outfielder. So you're, you're feeling that need. And for one postseason run, you can have them both. And that scares me. (laughs) That scares the crap out of me. No one in the national league, other than maybe the Mets really scare me at all. The Dodgers. You're not.
2: Uh, I think the Braves are coming out there again
1: the Braves very well could, uh, the Dodgers. I just don't think they quite have the offense. They've definitely got the pitching, but I I think Mookie's a little banged up. Bellinger's still kind of searching for it. Um, Muncie, I think is having a down year. I'm not sure about Josh Turner. So I just don't think they quite have the firepower.
4: Okay. Okay. That's such a deep lineup though. That is one thing about the Dodgers where it's like you, I saw them play. It feels like an all star team. We're like, holy shit. One through nine. It's just like, that's a player. That's a player.
0: Mid podcast shout out to my boy, G Baby, James Murph, Jake Ruth, Lance LeGee, Will Tondo, Jake Zimmer, uh, Tupac Shakur, Lil Wayne, Brent Fies. Great new album. Check it out.
2: See you guys okay, soon. We're back after a brief interruption. We're going to wrap up here with uh, our guest of honor, Terry Cushman. Give me your. Um, your boldest trade deadline take here that you think is going to happen outside of Juan Soto. Cause I don't think he gets traded this year. I think that's an off season thing personally.
1: At this year's deadline. Yeah. Uh, man, I, uh, I don't really know where to go with that. Um, I, I don't even know. The White Sox could make a surprise move. I, I don't know if they're gonna stay in it. I'm not sure who they would uh, potentially give away. But I, I, I don't okay. think the Red Sox are gonna are gonna be involved in anything major. I think Soto is moving though. I, I do. Disagree, do huh? that. Where's he going? I, I think it's the Mets or the Yankees what's his okay
2: i don't think he gets traded in the division i think that is i mean i would be the hall is just going to be too good like what what do the mets have but i know you know playing trade maker is kind of dumb but like what do the mets realistically have that a lot they have the
1: second overall prospect in major league baseball
4: yeah the catcher alvarez right or uh Instance, they did draft a catcher
0: but the nationals just traded for a catcher last year
2: it's true but D, you you have universal dh now hello okay you're going to trade juan soto for a dh or you are going to go to the yankees and get like elite shortstops
4: i mean i don't know if Vol- we'll, say, we'll see if volpe's really on the table but the mets have probably more majorly ready assets that would be law low cost controlled guys can you imagine like a hall of got tyler mcgill um you can get creative with it with uh obviously the pro- top prospect there francisco alvarez is probably big um They've even khalil three, lee still a thing
1: i don't know three, they have a deep 100 52 they have um ronnie mauricio he's a shortstop. yeah uh, and then further down where is he towards the bottom alex ramirez an outfielder i i I don't know. I, the Yankees definitely have the deeper farm and yes. they made a slew of moves last year without really giving up any of the, the coveted guys. They've got two stud shortstops, um, that that's why everyone's saying they're not really going to be in the shortstop market next year, but that's, that's the big scary to me. And I was saying before we got cut off the Dodgers offense, a little bit anemic. I'm not too familiar with their farm,
2: but they've always got fucking pieces. Yeah, always.
1: and whatever team that gives up that massive haul, they're gonna want the extension. And I think, I think Soto is gonna be the first 500 million
0: dollar player. Ooh, what I agree. Man? I agree with that.
1: I think you're right,
2: but it just disgust me. Him and
3: Dominguez would be ridiculous.
2: Do trade Dominguez. I mean, it. they're 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 trading Dominguez in that deal. You think so? Time. God. Uh, yeah, I do. I think so.
1: We do. The Red Sox for comparison here, they'd have to give up three of their top four. And and Meyer would, would definitely be one of them, regardless. There's no way around that. It, then you're giving up Casas, uh, Bayo, and then uh, possibly York. So subtract one from there, and that's That's the centerpiece of the Soto trade. So it's going to be massive. And I just, I hope it's,
0: uh, it's the Mets. Hypothetically, because if If he goes to
2: the Yankees, I might stop watching baseball.
0: Yo, hypothetically, (laughs) would you be cool with the Red Sox trading for him? Obviously they wouldn't. And that that would never fucking happen. But would you do it, it with, and then knowing he'd get a $500 million contract. No, De-
1: Devers signing him would just represent the better overall value, I think. But here's an interesting note, though. When a couple months ago, Xander comes out and says, "Yeah, I would accept a contract in the middle of the season if it, you know, if it was fair." And then, like 24 hours later, Boris comes dive bombing in, shuts it down, and then releases a statement saying he's looking forward this winter to talking to John Henry. Tom Warner and Sam Kennedy did not mention Bloom's name. Heim Bloom and Scott Boris do not like each other, but Boris has done business with the Yankees. I think he's done business with the Dodgers. The Dodgers were in on Scherzer pretty pretty late in the game, so I think they're definitely willing to do business with Boris. But it's uh, it's, it's going to be historic. The, the The other thing about Juan Soto is when you look at him, he looks like he's like thirty two years old. I was 20. thinking that the other day, he, mm-hmm. looks
0: older. he looks older. He's got wrinkles. He does. He does. He's
1: does. Got, like,
2: <laughs> got like dimples and shit
0: all here in his eyes. If you look at his eyes, like, man, you're, you've been through some shit, huh?
2: Wouldn't you, if you had to play in the nationals the last three years,
0: <laughs> I didn't know it
1: was hey. that bad. You know, he turned down that $440 million deal. That would have been a record that the average annual value was 29 million. So that apparently was too low for Boris, but also look at it this way. Who would want to live in D.C.? You're, you've got the extreme right and the extreme left protesting all the time. It's the most hostile city in America, regardless. It's not of even a real life.
4: city, realistically, right? I feel like no one actually lives in D.C. either. It's so it's, small.
1: Well, it's not a not an area I'd want to spend the next 15 years, let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> I guess I you're right. That. Nobody wants to.
1: Yeah, it's not a destination city, and... And the thing that complicates a lot of things too is they're trying to sell the team. And I think, is it the learners? Is that the owners? Um, they're, they're the richest in in major league baseball. They have the most
2: money of any owner. So. Hmm. I hope some, I, I hope there's like just a sleeper random team. Like imagine if he just gets traded to the Marlins or some random shit like that, a team that like has good pro like really good prospects, the the Marlins breed pitching, or some random team. Um, the I mean, the, the Padres are always going to be thrown in the mix. I I was talking
4: I, about the Padres today. Did you see I, that?
2: I'd rather see him go to the Padres than any of the teams named above, personally.
0: So, Soto Soto was talking about the Padres.
2: Yep. He no said way. He,
4: he liked the in terms of like just talking about the Padres and Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado. They've got some good guys over there. It was actually that interview. I don't know if you guys saw the photo, but he's like. Uh, talking to the media and out of the corner of your like the peripheral view or whatever you just see scott boris like right there like, <laughs> <Scott> <laughs> like don't, like don't the, go crazy Juan.
1: <laughs> like the jealous possessive boyfriend you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: Don't, let, don't let his girl out of his sight don't don't uh, give them too much info where you want to go
1: <laughs> here's the thing with the padres though you got machado at big money for quite a while you've got You've got Tatis for the next century, basically. (laughs) And then Soto would basically mean you got three players for over $1 billion on your.
4: That's insane. (laughs) When you put it that way,
1: that would be crazy. And here's the thing. I think there's going to be a lot of remorse about Tatis. I know he's marketable and he's, he's likable, but is he a gamer? Is he going to grind the way you see Machado doing it? I I'm really skeptical. What and do you he, mean?
4: the guy plays hurt. I, he's always I hurt, fall. though. No, I know, but the guy is playing through shoulder injuries where he can, like, barely swing or throw, and he's still, like, out there. I don't know. I feel like that's injury-prone is fair, but, like, not a gamer? Come on.
1: I don't think he, he has any reason to care anymore. He's acting like an idiot in the off-season. <laughs> <laughs> Motorcycle or dirt bike multiple times. They asked him, they said, so when did you, uh, you hurt your hand? Like, when was your accident? He goes, which one? <laughs> like how how do you not answer that like that's the worst answer ever you know so i just i've got a lot of concerns and i know we all hate machado but i've kind of come to respect him a little bit like he's just he's really damn good he wants to win and when he got in tatis's face last year like at the height of their turmoil in the dugout i'm like he, he's just being a leader and yeah, and there was another, my favorite Machado moment of the season was, I think it was like the first week of the season, Blake Snell was pitching and there was a, someone, it ended up being a bunt or swinging bunt and it was going down the line and it was clearly going to go foul and Snell grabs it right before it does. And then the runner gets the first and Machado's like, you idiot. You could just tell by his body language. <laughs> what are you doing? And I just, I don't know.
2: Imagine having to be a teammate with Eric Hosmer. That automatically makes me respect Machado a little bit more, even though he ended <laughs> what? the draft. Wait, wait, wait. Career.
4: Where's the hate on Hosmer? <laughs> he oh, he's dude. just Unwarned, trash. I,
2: I just think he's terrible.
4: He was good this year. He's been good. No, he stinks. What are you talking about? He had like a career year to the the start of the season, at least.
2: I don't know what yeah, he's been he, doing lately. He hits well in April every year, and then he, he's down to – he's in two – sets. He's six home runs. The guy's, the guy's bad. guy's bad.
4: Is ISO is way down, but still, I don't know. I feel like he's been better than expected. To be honest with you, like he's not worth the contract. But
1: talked about you know remorse again with another one of their
2: signings. 700 WAR, you know, as a career, uh, uh 700 OPS, you know, as a higher career OPS than that. Bradley, Doug Marabelli, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Yeah, that was a trivia question, Steve. Doug Marabelli's career OPS is 724. Wow.
1: That was, a, that was a bad one, and I remember a lot of people wanted the Red Sox to make that deal, and I, I was never a big Mitch Moreland guy, but when we signed him, I was like, oh, thank God, we're not getting Hosmer now. Right.
4: He was the ultimate hedge year after year. I do miss that. of just like, uh, one more year, <laughs> two more years, <laughs> Mitch Moreland. Uh, okay. All of our options was, are... So and you know what? Over expensive. the past 10
2: years, Mitch Moreland's probably been your best and most consistent first baseman. He's probably always
4: out... out performed his expectations like oh man he's probably gonna fall off now he was good before but no he kept bringing it back i was never disappointed
2: 20 omers clutch playoffs it's gotta be over for him right i just think he got he just didn't
1: get signed Yeah. yeah he'll he'll be uh he'll be in the bullpen uh bullpen he'll be in the dugout someday managing yeah here's another one too i know you guys are gonna hate this but how safe is Alex Cora beyond this season? I, think I love it. This is why we safe. have you on
4: Terry. This is why we have you on. I love it. I love the speculation here.
1: <laughs> I'm bloom. Seems I think like he's pretty safe. Well, here's my thing. I don't think bloom really wanted him because what, what GM wants a manager who's going to be more popular than him. That's hard because now he's hard to fire. So I don't, I think Bloom really wanted a different guy and was kind of forced on him. Not that Cora is really the worst case scenario by any means, but, but if Bloom can seize the opportunity to finally get his guy, will he do it? And if Cora keeps getting crap for players, he's going to get frustrated and he's going to make that known behind the scenes.
4: So, he's also said that he doesn't want to do this forever too. So it's like, I don't know what the window is for Cora, but I will say this, if Core is out, I think we're that's just telling us that we're fucked with Devers and Xander, that they're not oh coming yeah. back. So you know what I mean? That oh, is the yeah. one thing I will say. I well, think that he's very much in their corner. So if he's gone, then all hope is gone and Devers is gone.
1: It won't happen during the season. I'm convinced of that, but sure. slight chance in the off season, I'd say less than 20%. And then next year, it gets dicey if things aren't going well. I think that's when it gets really dicey. If we have another epic fire the manager season, like we're still having because Montoyo got it last week. I've never seen a team fire a manager when they had a winning record that late in the season. That was was, crazy to me, honestly. yeah. Yeah, me too. And another thing that was telling to me was when Madden got fired, Cora, his he seemed to be a little bit rattled by it and he goes you know he's it sucks and he goes someday we're all going to get fired you know and so <laughs> i i just made me think he just wasn't really feeling good and i don't know that the the month of june had quite taken off by then side note though did you guys hear about how madden got fired yeah so-
3: yeah he, he had the mohawk the and everything right oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god that made me sad it, and it happened like in his house, like the Perry Manassian showed up and <laughs> fired him in his own house.
2: It's, <laughs> it's messed up.
1: Yeah. He's like, Joe, did you just
0: cut your hair? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're fired. <laughs>
4: <And> <laughs> it's so good.
0: <laughs> now, Terry, what would it take for you to turn your podcast into fire Cora? Uh, like what, what would be the scenario for you to turn
2: on him? That would be crazy I, to me because back in the day, John Farrell, I th- just think he was unlikable. I don't think yeah, Alex Gore well, is really unlikable it, by it. it. doesn't yeah, have I to happen, know. but I can't see myself over here. I don't
1: know him. that I'll ever go there. I do get disgruntled. Like, I hate the fact he gives guys just aggressively, gives guys days off. Like, sure. uh, just a couple years ago, Joey Vano played all 161 and finished runner-up in the in the, um, MVP race to Stanton. I guess that was probably about five years ago, but still he wasn't super young at that point. And I just, I just get, to, I hate the way he babies players. I don't think, I don't think he's as tough on him. Like, like a Buck Showalter guy might be with the Mets. Like I just, I'd like to see him go a little bit more in the other direction with that. And there's just a lot of babying going on behind the scenes. And I was just asking myself the other day, I'm like, you see tech all the time in the dugout and he's the, he wants it bad planning coordinator. And I'm like, would he be a little bit tougher on the players? But the only problem- so.
2: that's what I wanted to ask you is like, what would your reaction be with if Veritech is the manager in waiting and he replaces Cora one day? as
1: long as he doesn't make Dustin Pedroia's bench coach, but (laughs) (laughs) but I just think he he'd be a little bit tougher, but bloom is also putting himself in that position where he's hiring a guy who's going to be more popular than him. So that's what makes it kind of a tough sell. And I don't know why tech just doesn't take a job with another team. If he really wants to manage, because you see him like lugging these heavy like backpacks around and and, you know, he's grinding it out on the plane and I'm like, he doesn't have to do this. <laughs> he's this celebrated baseball player who caught three, no hitters, a part of two championships went at it with Arod. I-, I just, and the funny thing with that was remember the post-game interviews and in the, I think it was the ALCS him and Arod like talked for the first time. Yeah.
4: Like, yeah yeah rod was scared wasn't he he looked like a little afraid of tech yeah it was a little awkward correctly
1: (laughs) it was more awkward for a rod but um, (laughs) but, yeah have you guys seen screwball on netflix yet no No. oh you gotta watch it it's only like an hour and a half and it's about the a rod um the biogenesis scandal in 2013 2012 whenever it was oh Oh, no all, all the key players are in it though the the steroid dealer the whistleblower um is it new uh a few years old but i've really? watched i've even heard about that it's all oh, it's so good i've watched it like 20 times my gets <laughs> mad at me she's like she'll see it in the recently played on netflix she's like you watched it again didn't you and i'm like yeah i did <laughs> and, uh, it's it's so good it, you all the dirty details are in there and it's just crazy that whole thing went down because the steroid dealer screwed over the whistleblower on like a $4,000 debt. And because of that major league baseball went up in flames because he was mad. He got stiffed. He ratted out the, you know, the steroid guy and um, this Miami new times writer, you know, published the article and it was off to the races from there, but it was just, it was Jason Grimsley
4: in it. I feel like he's like the Franz Ferdinand of the steroid era. He was the first domino to fall.
0: Totally. <laughs> I I don't think he's so. the Franz okay. Ferdinand. <laughs> he began this
4: World War One of fucking. <laughs> but, Terry, on that note, what is your all-time favorite baseball movie?
1: I gotta go with Moneyball.
2: Yeah, okay, Ooh, I love what? Moneyball too.
1: I didn't like fantasy baseball until I watched that. Now I I'm in it every year. I suck. This is my worst year ever. This year, but um, but I love have- it. I've got a good team because there's only 12 uh teams. So I mean everybody's got a good team, but um I mean Dylan Cease is my is my top pitcher. I've got uh let's see I
4: can pull it up right now. Are um, are you one? Are you strike me as a guy that would not roster Yankees at a principal? Is that is that true or no? Uh,
1: I got Jameson Tyon. Oh, get the oh, hell out of here.
2: Jeez, come on.
1: <laughs> I've got Marcus Stroman, who's my second least favorite pitcher behind David Price. Um, I got Price, really? Zaya Gray, uh, Tywan Walker. That's not like the sexiest rotation ever. In the bullpen, I got Craig Kimbrell, Will Smith. Um, and then I got Wanda Franco. I took uh, Luis Robert as my first round pick. That's been a disaster. Uh, I oh, thought good. he was kind of a, a sneaky uh, uh, excuse me MVP guy. Um, yeah, but I mean, I got Xander Bogarts. I took um, Cedric Mullins, I was kind of hoping would have another big year. He's been let down. yeah I took Casas. I've been holding him since last year, thinking this would be the year, but's <laughs> been up. but yeah, I've, I've got nice. a decent team, but I love those all trades that take all day you know the the <laughs> haggling and i'm not going here and then you go way <laughs> another scenario but then it comes back to the original players right? And then the deal finally gets done
0: but yeah hey, that's
1: my favorite part
0: about fantasy you mentioned strowman's your second least favorite so can you give us a top like three like your least favorite and your most favorite players right now
2: i want to uh, know and then we'll let you go yeah or top 5 just pop
0: off of people you hate and love
1: I wouldn't put uh, price in anymore. I just, you know, don't think he's, yeah, he's count. super relevant, but <laughs> Ooh, even more insulting. I like it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It is true.
1: Strowman is just a bitch to me. I just, <laughs> I just can't. He cries all the time and then he's a punk. And then when he gets criticized about it, he just doesn't own it. Um, it's so hard because I've kind of softened up like a Machado. If you in there, before, I've softened up a little bit. I've softened up on Bryce Harper too. And I hated Harper, but when he took that ball in the face from the, uh, the St. Louis pitcher, and then he texted him after the game and said, Hey, don't worry about it. I, I knew it wasn't intentional. You know, you kind of start to win me over. Um, as far as my favorites, my favorite all time, Non Red Sox player who I'm so sad never played for the Red Sox is actually Justin Burlander, really. Uh, and yeah, I, I just dude, he's married to Kate Upton. <laughs> oh, <come on>. <laughs> <laughs> actually, like, have to play baseball, he doesn't have to. He's got these Batmobile looking vehicles in his garage, but he's he's on a plane listening to some like 22 year old millennial punk outfielder. <laughs> problems that he thinks are problems and uh, you know why live this life anymore but he does and I I love Justin Verlander. uh Max Scherzer is another guy I, I think he gets a little too psychotic at times that's why he hurt himself I think he just needs to be a little smarter in his old age um I'm trying to think of one more I just I'm on the spot right now so I'm not
4: I do wish that Scherzer would have a stint with the Red Sox. I think that'd be so fun.
1: Another one. Yeah, I, I like him. He kind of bloomed late, though. He wasn't really a beast until his late 20s. And then it just there was no holding him back after that. And his his record of health, he The dude's just a freak. And I thought Verlander was he finally had Tommy John. And I'm like, geez, how's he going to come back after, you know, that pandemic year? And then, um You know much of twenty twenty one, and he's just really bounced back. And yeah, I'm trying to think of a couple more. I I was always a Buster Posey guy, but you know he retired. Um, I like that kid on the uh, Marlins, Chisholm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I could. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think he's he's awesome. And um, do you like Chisholm, but you don't like Tatis? Tatis win me over. I don't think Tatis okay, okay. a punk, so I'll say that one. Okay. All right, all right, all right. I just question the, you know, the the effort a little bit. So yeah. he could, we could go the other way with Tatis real quick, but, um, but yeah, that Padres team is pretty likable, so I, I don't hate them. And I thought getting Bob Melvin was brilliant. Yankees tried to get him a couple of years ago, but Oakland wouldn't do it, and you know, so the Padres get him and Buck Showalter, man. I mean, how many teams are kicking themselves? He was, he was out there for a few years and everybody's like, oh, too old. Blah blah, blah. He was terrible in MLB network gave the gave <laughs> the Mets instant credibility. The thing I love about Buck Showalter, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast. His voice is Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I hear. So I, I guess he used to walk around the locker rooms naked too back in the day. <laughs> oh my God! What a lunatic! how yeah, well, he was. Sounds like a nutcase, but I don't know if he he would have been a great fit for Boston, but I think he's a good fit for the Mets, and I think they're probably going to go to the World Series. Mets, I think so. Yeah, I'm with
3: it. Yeah, another no. Subway Series,
1: essentially.
4: Astros- Ooh,
1: yeah. Man. Oh. I don't. I don't vomit. know if I can stress out about a, a Yankees. <laughs> That's I true. Not That's watch true. that, but uh, shoe on the other foot. They've had to wear it so many times. <laughs> like I try to true. imagine what it was like for them to watch the Red Sox win the World Series. You know, and eventually it might happen. I didn't. I never thought it would. I, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I didn't have the Yankees in the playoffs this year. I didn't think the Donald was overwhelming, and I didn't I think agree. Nestor Cortez was going to have that type of an impact. Yeah,
4: no one knew that. That's the thing is
2: their rotations drastically overperformed outside of like Garrett Cole, who's doing what he does. But other than that, I think that whole rotation has been way better than expected. And obviously, Judge is having an MVP year, so that helps as well.
1: I'm rooting for that rotation for the next three weeks because I don't want them to add
2: to it. And then they can crash all they want. I know, Luis Castillo. I'm
4: afraid that they're going to get him.
2: I'm afraid they're gonna get well, especially with Severino going down. They're definitely gonna make a move there now. Right. I think, yeah. It's Where's be, it's, 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 it's got to be Montas or Castillo, right? Like those are the probably the two big names that'll be circulating around. Yeah. Right. As if they, they go cheap, Jose good. Quintana. Yeah. I would He's love good. them to get Jose Quintana, the next JA hat for them.
0: <laughs> I want them to trade like at least one or two top prospects. I- I'm hoping Dominguez goes, man. Please. Cause him in, in New York is gonna be fucking scary if it happens.
1: Yeah, hopefully this is just kind of one of those you know overperforming years for them. I I want the clown show to come back. Like that ballpark is just unfair though. So Oh,
3: sorry.
1: I have trust issues with what kind of baseballs are using. Like you're gonna get conspiracy theories, and they kind of out there already. Maybe the Yankees are getting the juice balls, you know, and could be. Their opponents are hitting uh, the same ones, but you know, I, I don't know. After this weekend, you might wonder. Yeah, yeah, Gee. and I haven't checked in a few weeks, but the Yankees were like number one or two in home runs, and then number like twenty eighth in doubles.
2: So That's it's sketchy. That's just, just that ballpark. It's. Yeah. Half those home runs are line drives and like Fenway, and like Mac Carpenter. Are we serious? Like, I mean, dude's literally putting up Babe Ruth numbers the last month and a half. It's ridiculous. I, I mean, that shit, won't, that shit won't keep up. He, uh they, they do have some type of magic to them this year. It Pains me to say. I just, I, they haven't proven shit to me. To Garrett Cole, pisses down his leg every big game he has so far in the Yankees uniform. So. That's where I stand, Terry. I know you got to go, so we want to thank you for coming on, taking some time out of your night tonight. Much more civil conversation than last time I think we had, um, <laughs> and it was a great conversation. You're welcome back anytime.
1: I think the Heim Bloom era has kind of, you know, mellowed you guys out a
2: little. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Oh, oh, okay. All right. All right. Wait till the offseason. I'm sure we'll, we'll be. We'll have some bastards of uh, Boston baseball in us. And we'll, yeah. especially we'll,
4: we'll have to keep in touch in terms of, uh, as the, the trade deadline approaches, and we see what, uh, what the move is, because I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. we'll each have a lot to say.
1: <laughs> if we're, if we're buyers, uh, you know, we can do a quick segment if you guys want a reaction segment or whatever.
2: Absolutely, of course.
1: Sounds good. Awesome. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. Thank you, see you on Twitter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> greatest
2: place on earth, baby. <laughs> Horrible. Peace. <laughs> all
4: right cool and again that was terry cushman from the uh was it bastards of boston
2: baseball I, Podcast? i believe that is what it's called now yep um surprise and maybe to some people's surprise one of the more popular baseball podcasts on that that's out there you know they regularly post the numbers so good for him he's succeeding out there like i said i i think i think myrtle beach kind of kind of calmed him down a little bit because that was very You know, low energy, calm, realistic, rational Terry Cushman that we don't get to see that often. It was a thing. I didn't know he had it in him. That was a lot (laughs) of fun to
0: listen to. You know, that was good. I didn't, I I was expecting like some hostility,
4: nothing, man. He was chilling. I thought he was going to pop off on Chris Sale. Be like, that was the worst contract ever. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He probably did feel that. I mean, we we didn't really go into that too much, but No. no. Wow. That was great, though. That was good.
0: Another one da- Hey, wait, was that 198? That was
2: 198. So we're two away from 200. Who do we need on for 199 before we pop off for the party? I don't know. We just, I just, we got to start slinging out DMs. Cushman was someone I did not expect that we'd ever get on. But we should try to, uh, we should reach out to new people and old people.
3: I think we should just, this is me. We should have a round table. And yeah. literally just sling on Twitter. Our tw- Twitter, Twitch, everything. Everything. Karabas, Middlebrooks, Cushman. Could you imagine Cushman and Karabas on the same planet? Make it happen
0: in our part. Scooter point?
4: Jeanette.
3: PD <laughs> 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 <TD>
0: Gaming.
4: <laughs> Whole
3: squad. I don't know. We've had them all. Pat Light. Will Middlebrooks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or I think that know. night.
2: I think that night we have to do it's kind of similar to what we did last time. Just say like, "Hey, we have our two hundred episode. Want to come by? Just send it out to a bunch of people. It worked last time.
4: Sespedes family boys. Family yeah. BBQ.
2: Absolutely.
4: That, you.
0: It,
2: that's <laughs> how. uh That's how like Carabas and a couple other guys came on last time. Is we literally just sent them that link that night. They weren't busy and they hop on for a little bit. We'll cook up something. It'll be worth it for sure. For sure. Do you guys have any uh wrap up takes here? I mean, we're watching the home run derby right now. Pools is up. Julio
3: and like a dog.
2: Julio
4: Rodriguez almost... popped off. That was awesome. That was electric. Hey, you know what? Shout out to Corey Seager. That was a valiant effort. When your opponent hits thirty two home runs <laughs> in the first round, it's like fuck. And he he brought <laughs> it to at least be within striking distance up until that final minute. He was like kind of on pace.
0: He was. He did his. He did his thing. Only thing about Corey Seager's swing is he's like it's like too long and majestic, you know. He's like a he's like a real hitter.
2: He's, was, he's, he's
4: just like a Cunha, Cunha spraying the ball all over the place, and it's like, sure, those are all hits, but
2: right, dude. You know, Corey. Yeah, as much as the Corey Seager contract is unfathomable to you, Steve, you know he's like far and away leaving shortstops and home runs. He's been one of the best hitters in baseball the past yeah. month and a half. Dude's been unreal. In a pitcher ballpark, that's one of the more pitcher-friendly ballparks in the league now. I don't know if you guys knew that. His they Savant knew.
4: page is a lot of red. Oh, dude! A lot of I red. freaking
0: look at. I did a, like a little, you know, dive on his page the other day at Baseball Reference. I'm like, I just can't. I don't know what I'm missing.
2: But <laughs> it's okay. It he might hit click. 40 this year. I, might might 40. 40. I know. I know he might. He, he's I'm, a fucking great hitter. Man. I know what it is. What. He's burned you in fantasy too much.
0: I think you're right. It's
2: a grudge. Have you
0: rostered him a lot? I don't even.
2: Early on. I think you had like two or three stints with him like four or five years ago where he was like showed peaks, but had a lot of valleys, got hurt a lot. He never did like
0: zilch
4: for me. I had him as a rookie and I traded him to Nate Rooney and I regretted it so much. I was so afraid that he was going to be like, I don't know, a, a top five perennial guy. I was like, oh, no. It was the right move, but still,
0: he might be that really good. But I, I like—I have a mental block actually with him. Like, like sometimes, like I understand, like guys are good. Like, but I hate him. This guy, I'm like, I don't believe. Still, and then I see his stats, I'm like, fuck, he's doing really well. But I still fucking don't believe.
4: Yeah, a quarter is just dollars. so deep too. That's what's tough, especially fantasy wise.
0: Are you gonna give a quarter billion dollars to that guy? Still, I don't give a fuck. I, I, how? Quarter billion. <laughs> would you rather have him or Correa at that money you know think, what well at the time Correa but now I don't know neither I, I think
2: I would go Seager, Seager now, I, think I, guess. I, I think I go Seager over Correa honestly Correa a is the, a, a better defender but Seager is a much more consistent um offensive player and they both have shown that they can do it in the playoffs
4: true same question Francisco Lindor who you got there He's third by far. I
2: would take Lindor. Well, I,
0: mm.
2: he's just, he's so streaky. Like when he's hot, he's hot, but mm. he, I mean, it, like last year um, you're kind of like, okay, yeah, maybe he's just kind of getting used to New York or whatever. I don't, I, I don't know, but I don't know, man. His, his last go to- His last year in Cleveland, even in 2020, I know it was 2020, but 750 OPS in 60 game, and and yeah, in 60 games, and then last year 734, and then 756 this year. Yeesh. these fault, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Hmm.
3: Well, wait a minute. All the home run derby batters sign the baseballs. Every ball that they, that they use. Yeah, I just no. saw this tweet. Yes
2: every single
3: baseball come on every, really every ball they use hundreds every, of baseballs i'd be I, dude, so steve Peral just put up a thing of a kid holding the ball and the kid holding the ball it, it's showing it's it's a signed ball
2: that's got to be stamped come on i think or maybe that kid got the signature from everybody beforehand i think that's more realistic
4: that would be wild
2: no, the
3: player at bat signing all the home run balls before launching them out is so cool. What the
0: fuck? What?
3: I need to oh. like check that. What? Yeah, that, makes- that means that they're all signed. That's crazy. Totally what?
4: If that's true. Zach Campbell about to kill a kid in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right?
3: That's a big take if i that, that's fucking crazy man
4: <laughs> he's gonna be in the instead of for manslaughter after this <laughs> <laughs> oh my god tour might
0: uh, look too good i don't know
3: oh. if albert if albert pujos moves on bro
0: yeah,
3: somebody come on. who
2: do you think I, I, who do you guys think's gonna win at this point julio yeah. i
4: I bet on Schwarber. I bet on a final of Julio and Schwarber. Actually, shout out to Jared Carabas. That was his promo on DraftKings. So I think I pick Schwarber.
2: I like um I liked coming into it. I liked Schwarber or Soto. So we'll see. Hey, big take tomorrow. Pools is a home run of the All-Star game. Easy. That'd be sick. All right. We're gonna wrap it up. Episode 198 is out with Terry Cushman now. We'll be back next week with 199, and as you guys heard us brainstorming, guests are coming. Sir, peace. See you, boys. Hey, yo, the one true host returns, and as I'm doing this outro, it's about an hour after we finished recording, watching this whole run derby, and I want to give a big shout out to P. Alonzo. He just lost to Julio in the semifinals. And
0: one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my baseball watching life is P. Alonso sitting in the dugout, getting all jacked up, meditating over how he's gonna approach the semi-finals of a home run derby. Who the fuck cares though? <laughs> yeah, shout out to Terry Cushman. Always want Terry back on. and Gilly is the on one that wanted them on this time. For it. I'm all about it, though. We're having Terry on. Very subdued conversation this time. Seems as though Mortal Beach has changed the man. We need more controversy. We need some fucked up shit to happen in Red Sox world, so we have Kush behind to talk some shit. But, I mean, it's cool to get some very fair perspective from your boy, Terry Kush. You guys are having a great summer. Happy 4th of July. You know the vibes. No battle balls was the shit. Did you shout out to my boy Lance that you're coming down next week? Shout out to my boy James Murph. Still listening to this podcast. Jake Roos still out there. G-Baby. I was busting G-Baby's ass for now listening anymore. Did he listen to every last episode? So G-Baby, thank you. From the bottom of my heart. I don't know why you put yourself through this shit. Alex Father, my boy, still listening. Fucking unfathomable. Yo, hey, if you guys need a new new podcast to listen to, seriously, yeah, the athletic just put out a new podcast about Andrew Luck. It's like the rise and fall of Andrew Luck. Check it out. I promise you it's a good one. Better than this shit, for sure.